Welcome to another episode uh, as we break down, continue breaking down our new fundamental study. Um, we're going to be in session two today. The word is um, kind of further unpacking what is the Bible. So just kind of off the top of our head, what are some, I'm here with Jacob, our executive director. What are uh, what are just some general characteristics that you think come to mind whenever we hear the Bible, some descriptors? Um, well, there's many, uh, without getting into what we're going to talk about, <laughs> yeah. um, I think holy, um, reminded of, of mission trip, uh, one of our team members was asked what translation or are, are you, are you reading out of, he said the holy Bible. Like, well, that's, that's a good one because <laughs> that's what it said on the on the front. But that's a uh, – or maybe it wasn't a mission trip. I can't remember where that was. But uh, I, it's holy. It's set apart. It's a, it's a different book than anyone, uh, any other type of literature that we have. So that's the first thing that mm-hmm. that comes to mind. Yeah, last week I think it hi- we highlighted how this book is different. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very restricted. It's um, It's lasting – you know, it's it's gone through generation after generation. I think, unfortunately, whenever we think of characteristics of the Bible, a lot of them can be negative. Um, it's restricting. Mm-hmm. It's filled with God telling us what to do. Um, it doesn't make sense. And I, and I think that that's just kind of our off-the-bat interpretation when we haven't really unpacked it very much. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think more of a... It's a it's a story, like a love story. It's a, mm-hmm. um, it's a characteristic that I would I would say that it's uh, from beginning to end. It's it's telling a story. Yeah. And so, as you kind of walk through this lesson, you'll see that really what we're doing is taking one passage of scripture in Psalm 19 that describes the Bible. Uh, David writing describing God's word his commands and using some of those adjectives and characteristics in this passage to really just guide us on characteristics the Bible does possess. Uh, And so that's really our first objective. And our second objective is to really see that these characteristics of the Bible are also synonymous with characteristics of God. And the more that we get into this word and read it and study it and know it and live it, uh, the more we'll see God as he truly is and model our lives in obedience um, out of that. So, uh, Psalm 19, seven through 10 is what, or 11, excuse me, is what you'll kind of read through. We won't read it here today, but we do want to just kind of touch on some of those to help, uh, aid you in your study on your own. I think we should read it. Read. Okay. Let's read it. Just so I think hearing the word is impactful. Um, Psalm 19, Starting in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The decrees of the Lord are firm, and all of them are righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. 
They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the honeycomb. By them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. That's good. And I, I love how in David's writing, he doesn't just say that it's it's perfect and leave it at that, but how is it perfect? Mm. It, uh, it revives your soul. How is it trustworthy? It, it makes the wise simple. And I think a good just um, umbrella statement over this passage and just the Bible itself to keep in mind as you study it is God's word is always going to mirror our present condition. Mm-hmm. So his, his commands and the things that he, he tells us to do and the stories within the Bible are going to mirror our sinfulness, show us, really highlight how different than God we are, but also perfectly point us to who our true Savior is and that we are in need of a Savior. Hmm. Um, you yeah, read one of the things I love about this passage and, and this week, if, if in your groups, you can, um, try to feel, um, feel the emotion in this, uh, the Psalms, how you read the Psalms is really, uh, a man crying out to God. Hmm. And, and this is David crying out to God, um, 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 praising God for, the law that he had given him. And this is very, so these words are very experiential for David. This is not just, you know, I, I think that the law of the Lord is, is perfect and I think it revives my soul. No, this has been experienced mm. and he's thanking God for the, the, the sweetness and the beauty and the power uh, of his word. And so this, so feel those emotions and for any believer who has, experience this it really comes to life that this word is life that this word uh does revive our soul that uh does increase our purity uh, all these things that that uh, verses uh, 8 through 11 or 7 through 11 talk about if you've experienced them you know what david is saying here you know what where his joy is coming from yeah and and you've seen that god is these things hmm. like this this word isn't just perfect. It's not just trustworthy. It's not just radiant because it is, but it's it's those things because it's it's God's breath. Like mm-hmm. God has breathed these things out of Himself into His Word. That's good. And so that's that's kind of what we gain from that. Um, we talked just before we hopped on. There's a at the very end of this study uh, in Second Timothy three. It's kind of the New Testament version, uh, as Jacob said, of this Psalm 19 passage, and it's. It's kind of good to compare. Uh, I think last week we contrasted a little bit. This week we want to compare a little bit with Psalm 19 and 2 Timothy 3, uh, 16 through 17. I'll go ahead and read that really quickly. Um, it says, All Scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. Verse 17, so that the man of God may may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Yeah, that's a, um, to me, what David is saying here, and and really Psalm 19 is a a theme throughout many of the Psalms, especially that David is writing, that the Lord is a, a, and and you're going to read a lot of those in your study this week, Mm it's a light to your path. I mean, it's, it gives us direction. It gives us everything that we need. The word is our compass, our guidance uh, for who God is and how we're supposed to live. In second, in second Timothy, I would think Paul is recalling 
uh, all of what David had wrote in the Psalms and is saying that, that this word is breathed out by God. And the reason it's so important for our life is because it's useful to, to do these different things. It's going to, it's going to teach us things that we need to be taught. It's going to correct us, uh, check us up when we need to be checked up. Like the word does that the world will not do that, but the word of God will do that. Uh, it'll, it'll train us in how to rightly live, um, it'll rebuke us. All these things are, are true. And, and, and Paul has experienced these as well, but there's purpose behind all of it, Reed. And that's that there's a, so that starting in verse 17 and the purpose for this word and the purpose for us, uh, conforming our lives to, to this word is so that the, the servant of God, that the believer will be equipped to do everything to it, to do every good work is what the verse says so everything that god has prepared for us to do that we'll be equipped to do that and and we're only equipped by the word of god by mm. by the training that comes in the strict training is first corinthians 9 25 says and a word that we got to remember is the first two words in this passage all scripture mm. i think it's easy for us to pick and choose the passages that are a little easier a little bit better to understand not as um volatile in our mm-hmm. lives where we have to make a decision, yes or no, this is true. This is what I'm giving my life to. Um, but Paul's saying all scripture is God breathed. Mm-hmm. Every piece of it is useful uh, in our walk with Christ. And even just a little bit, a couple verses down, this is kind of Paul's last charge to Timothy in his ministry. Really, I think the last letter that Paul ever wrote, mm-hmm. uh, the last chapter here, he gives Timothy this, Timothy this charge, preach the word, be prepared in season and out of and out of it season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage. It's kind of that same language we hear from the word, um, with great patience and careful instruction. So you can see, out of the the lifetime of Paul's ministry, and his lifetime of discipling Timothy, hmm. his final charge is word saturated. Yep. You know, it is words that keep the word close to you. Let it be on your tongue. You'll you'll kind of unpack Joshua one eight in your study, which is a lot about just keeping the word on your mind and in your heart, but just let the word saturate your life so that you can be prepared and effective, uh, in your ministry, but also in your, your walk with Christ. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So what, what is the, the, what are the characteristics of the Bible? I hope you've uh, heard several of those in, in this episode so far. Uh, and they would, they would, make you uh, fall deeper and deeper in love that you you would see that this book is worthy to give your life to and, and studying it and uh, letting it uh, study you uh, in, in a sense as well. Uh, and like you just said, as Paul, uh, he's all about getting the word into you and letting it come out of you. And that's mm-hmm. what he's tell, telling Peter to do, preach this word. Know this word, preach this word. Yeah, and just to add on to that, um, Solomon, the end of Ecclesiastes, one of my favorite mm-hmm. books of the Bible. Um, Solomon, obviously, incredibly wise, incredibly wealthy, um, had an up-and-down life, and Ecclesiastes is kind of like his deathbed letter that he's writing. Hard book to read, yeah, very, very depressing. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. But at the, the very ve- real, oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And at the very end, he's he's literally 
kind of through the book, he's just turning over every possible stone you can give your life to, uh, just uncovering everything that the world has to offer. And he says at the very end, uh, all has been heard. And this is, this is kind of the conclusion of the matter. Fear the Lord and what keep his commands, Mm. keep his commands. Like it, I think it's hard for us. Part of this is, uh, like the precepts are right, giving joy to the heart in Mm. Psalm 19. Like this, this is truly supposed to be accepted joyfully. You know, like, like those commands that Solomon's pointing to, like that is the whole duty of man. Keep his commands. And because it's, it's a joyful, it's a joyful act. Like God tells us these things like he, John five. He tells us how to live. Oh, hundred percent. Like, I mean, it, it, it is. He tells us how to live. And by, by living according to God, that's, that's where you have joy in your heart. That's where we talked about earlier. It's envy. Um, off the podcast where envy, strife, jealousy, all those things disappear when when we're obeying the scriptures, when we're doing this, where peace, love, joy, all those things come from God through knowing his word and obeying his word. Mm. That's good. So to kind of wrap up this episode, one of the questions is how can some of these verses change your perspective of the Bible? Jacob, just in your own reading, your own quiet time, how do you feel like your perspective of the Bible has has kind of uh, progressed? Uh, some some flavors of the Bible that you've seen through your own study, uh, or just kind of any way that the more you've been in it, the more you've kind of seen the true character and, and benefit the reward in your life. Um, yeah, I, I guess over last, I don't know. 15 years of studying this word uh, that there's a lot of things that, that I think about the Bible that I didn't then, but the, the bigger contrast for me is the, the worldview uh, that it has given me um, not perfectly. Um, but I, I, I try to see things the way God sees things uh, based on his word now and they're so much different than the eyes that I had uh, beforehand, and so uh, really, when when you know God through His Word and He has revealed Himself, His characteristics uh, through His Word, when you when you know Him, you start to see the world uh, totally different, and and in your life, your decisions that you make, the all all the things that go into living day to day, start to slowly slowly change as you as you know more about who god is so uh, i'm just so thankful that god's revealed himself and the reward uh in keeping them there is great reward as as psalm 19 says uh it's it's the joy of knowing god my creator like there's something about knowing the one who has not only designed me but designed all of humanity designed the world and there's there's joy in that. There's peace in that. There's confidence in in knowing who he is and knowing who I am. Uh, there's great fear uh, in studying his word, mm. and there's a reverent fear of who God is uh, that I, that I have lacked and still lack in a large degree uh, today. But his word helps me uh, to to transform my mind. Um, into knowing who God is and thinking like him. Mm, that's good. I think my favorite descriptor 
kind of my answer for that question. My favorite descriptor in Psalm 19 is that the the statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making the wise simple. Hmm. Um, and not that, not to say that this is a book that you read and all of a sudden wisdom becomes easy because it's never easy. But there's so much in the world today where we try to understand, is this something that is trustworthy? What degree of faith can I put in X, Y, and Z in the world around me? What is true wisdom in the world? And there's so many opinions and discussions and and outlets where you can try to find wisdom. I think the world tries to offer wisdom, but it's it's hard to know how foundational that is. Like, where are the cracks in the foundation of this worldly wisdom? And one thing that I think I've learned the more that I've studied the Bible is that um, the Bible is trustworthy because it's true, ultimately, but also because it's everlasting. Like, this is a word that will never fail. And it's not it's not static in the point of, okay, I have to read this, and then I have to try really hard to see how this applies to my life, or I have to try really hard to gain knowledge and understanding through it. Mm-hmm. It's it's alive. Like, this is, a, this is a living word. And God is constantly showing me things about myself, things about the world around me through his word in a, in a, in a lively way, in a way that's changing and, and continuing to reveal more and more. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's a foundational piece in my life. And, and that, it's hard to know, right? So I don't, I don't want to have any false um, um, sense of man. Just open the word, and and man, all wisdom's gonna, um, yeah, gonna come in. Like, like there's some, there's some messed up things in in the Bible, mm-hmm. and so understanding where you're reading, what book you're reading, how to read it, how to interpret it, uh, that there there does come a uh, a careful way to to study God's word and and we'll we'll unpack that throughout the study and 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 try to help you along with that and hopefully your leaders will too um and but I think that drives a lot of people away from from reading the word and there are a lot of simple life-changing profound truths in in the Bible just by opening it to to the um passages that are that would that are easy to understand that are true about God and simple to understand really simple to understand um and I love like Philippians 4 verses um in verse 8 says finally brothers at the end of his letter Paul writes to the Philippians he says finally brothers whatever is true whatever is noble whatever is right whatever is pure whatever is lovely Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Mm. And I, I have to be thinking what he means there. What Paul means there is the law of God that, that David's talking about in yeah. Psalm 19. Think about the things of God through his word, in his word. Think about those things. Uh, because it says in verse 9, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice, and the peace of God will be with you. Why do we why do we do these? What's the reward? What's the reason for this? Is so that the thoroughly the the servant of God will be thoroughly equipped for every good work, what Second Timothy said, yeah, yeah. and that, that the peace of God would be in you. When you think about the 
things of the world, peace is not what comes into your heart. Mm. When you think about the things of God and his sovereignty and his power and dominion over all things and his wisdom and his goodness over all things, peace starts to flow into your heart as you start building that trust of his word. That's good. This is a... I hope these, more than anything, I hope these characteristics, you see how God embodies these, but also you see the Bible has these characteristics in Psalm 19 because it's essential. Like Mm -hmm. the Bible is one of the few essential tools that we must wield and know how to use in our life as we follow Jesus. Like if you, if you try becoming a baseball player, but never have access to a ball or never know what the ball looks like Mm -hmm. or how to, or how to train with it. Like there's a few essential things in the game that you got to have if you want to grow as a baseball mm-hmm. player. The Bible is that if you're a Christian, and so it's important for us to know what it is and if it's true. Like we'll continue unpacking, but ultimately the Bible is essential, and yeah. and I hope you see that through these characteristics. But uh, thank you for tuning in for another episode. Next week we'll talk about how to study this uh, in your in your next session. So uh, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.